Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. Before we get into today's episode of Dylan Friends, fellas, this one's for you. I know we're all in quarantine, but that doesn't mean we need to stop taking care of ourselves. We've all been guilty of letting things slide of late, but in saying that, it's time to get back on track. And that means being well-groomed. Dylan Friends this week is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has only just launched in Australia, so now you can be one of the first to experience their life-changing products here in Australia. Water-resistant, 90-minute shaves, and LED lights, just to name a few specs. We've all heard some horror stories of not using the right products, so let's look after ourselves with Manscaped. You'll be a new man. So jump on board, get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code DILL123 at manscaped.com. The link will be in the show notes. G'day guys, welcome back to the Dylan Friends Podcast. This week, gee whiz, I was excited for this one. I've wanted to get this bloke on the show for a while now. The number one pick in the 2019 National Draft, who is taking the P155 in the AFL, Matty Rowell. I honestly really admire this guy and the way he goes about it. He epitomizes his show. Be yourself, run your own race, and he does not give a crap what anyone else thinks. If you're someone that's looking to get into the AFL or just get the best out of yourself, there is so many messages in this podcast from the way Matt goes about it. And I think once you hear it, you will not be surprised he's doing what he is. I wish I could go back and listen to the way this guy carries himself in his first year of AFL. I look back to my career, I waited for things to happen, and things never took off because I probably didn't believe in myself enough. This guy rocked up with a purpose, sets his goals, gets the best out of himself, and wants to learn from everyone. And I think people forget he's only 18 years of age. It's incredible. As good a player he is, he's an even better person that's obviously got a huge career ahead of him, and I'm honoured to have a chat with him so early on. Quick shout out to some legends on really supporting the show of late. Michael Horan, Josh Peacock, and Emery Rose. Thank you so much for your support. I see it all. I really appreciate the comments and the support through merchandise. Also, guys, another shout out to all the Victorians out there listening into the show. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're staying home, and I hope you're looking after all your friends and family. We're all in this together. We've got to stick fat. We'll get through it, and make sure you focus on the positives. Let's go. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Strap yourselves in for some light-hearted and wholesome fun. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Matty Rao, welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast, my friend. It's, a, it's an honour to have you on the show and um, gee whiz, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Uh, thanks for having me, Dill. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Now, mate, a lot of people, uh, and, and look, a lot of outside viewers here will think Dill's just jumping on. He's trying to get the number one draft pick. He's trying to get the next go to the AFL on the show. But little do they know, we've actually been friends for a long time. Um, you know, we've, we've been building this for a while. So I thought it'd be good to maybe set the scene and maybe you explain that this isn't just me jumping on the bandwagon. We, uh, we have been fow- uh, pals for quite some time now. We have been pals for some time now, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, we saw you at the draft, um, me and Noah, and uh, you, you gave me, uh, you gave us both the uh, Dylan Friends shirt. 
Um, so we kind of felt like we were straight into the family after that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we've just been, been chatting ever since. Um, you've told me to get to Cav Avenue <laughs> a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have. I have, mate. But um, as I said, it has been fun. Getting to know you, and this is just the start of our journey, mate. And as I said, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We've been wanting to get this one on for a while, and um, we will touch on it all. But, um, mate, it's it's been incredible, I suppose. Uh, I am a very good identifier of talent. Um, even though you went number one in the draft, yourself and Noah, I still thought you were the first and second best players in the comp. Um, so there we go. Obviously, I'm, I can identify that. And um, I think a lot of people might have been surprised of what you put out this year, but I definitely wasn't. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Thanks for believing in me. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was just happy to play some games. So, uh, yeah, that means a lot for you, Dill. Nah, and there you have, mate. You've done a tremendous job. Obviously, cut down at the moment with injury, but mate, what's it been like? Obviously, I suppose in your wildest dreams, because you imagine um, the year sort of panning out the way it did. Uh, you know, the first sort of five games until you, you got struck down. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome to play those first five games. Um, obviously, the first get my debut as well. Just a dream come true. Like ever since I was running around at Auskick, I've always dreamt of playing, you know, in the AFL. So um, it was pretty awesome. And um, yeah, and then the next few games to start winning games as well with the boys and get that winning feeling was was pretty special. And um, yeah, I was just just loving playing footy. And it was a bit disappointing going down, but um, I'll be back stronger um, and better for it. Yeah, you will, mate. And it's, it's funny you say that because, like, you look at the Gold Coast now, and, and not just saying this, mate, but it's such an exciting team to watch. Like, I love watching the boys up there play. Such an exciting list. Yeah. You, you sort of rewind sort of six months probably before you were at the club. What was, like, your what was your views on the Gold Coast at that stage, and how did it sort of change when you got there, I suppose, in, in your impressions? Yeah, um, obviously last year um, you looked at the Gold Coast, and obviously they weren't very successful on the field. Um and I, they, they um, through my draft year, they came to me pretty early, um, like with the interviews and everything. And um, I was actually really impressed with them from the start of the year when they came to me, um, just in terms of what they wanted to do off-field. So like, they talked about how they wanted to bring in really good character and how they're really trying to work on that in the off-field things. And since being here, they've got all the people that they've got here, they all just want success and are really dedicated to that. So... That's the thing that I've really loved about this club is that there's so many people here. Pretty much, like everyone, is just wants to see, you know, each other do well and the club to do well. So um, that that's the main thing that stood out for me. And obviously, you, you weren't seeing the wins last year, so it was a it was a bit like, oh, you know, well, you know, can they can they start building success? But since I've been here, it's um, there's definitely so much um, growth that we can have in the group and. I think it's going to be really successful in you know the next few years and beyond. Yeah, you can definitely see that, mate. And I think, like from my point of view as well, when I was lucky enough to get like another opportunity with the Giants, I think there's something special in when you can go away and move from home. And a lot of the guys um, that you'd be playing with are all from you know Victoria or South Australia, WA, and you come together and you sort of only got each other, so that bonding comes a lot quicker. Yeah, uh, th- that's exactly right. And like I was. I'm I'm a bit of a mama's boy, so like I was uh, to move away. It was um, I thought, oh, it's it's going to be a bit nerve wracking. Um, but since I have like like you said, because the, there's a lot of young boys here as well, so like the same age and the same sort of age group. Like like you said, we're all in this together, and we all want to create something really special. Um, and because we've all moved away from home, quite a lot of us we just like 
just made the most of this and um, let's do something really special here. So it's pretty awesome like that, yeah. Mate, in your first few games, we touched on it earlier, but it was pretty incredible. Like, you look back now, um, there's every chance that you could be winning the Brownlow after round five, and that's not joking. That's actually serious. It's actually a possibility. Um, there's got to be some blokes that you were playing against that weren't happy that a first-year player, 18 years old, is going as well as he is. Talk us through your first five games. Was there any moments where a few guys, you know, all, all well and good, but they tried to probably target you a little bit, get into you off the ball? Did they say anything that tried to try to get you off? There actually wasn't too much uh, smack talk out in the field from some of the older blokes. There was, it was more just a, um, a few looks from some good midfielders just that just kind of you see him looking at you and you just go like, you know, where have you come from? And you're trying to knock me off, <laughs> off my perch a bit and it's just like, you're a bit of a bastard. Like, if you, you know, um, you know, like you've been in, in the game a few games and you, you know, you think you can compete with me. Uh, so it's a bit, it was a bit, I got a few of those looks and um, it was pretty funny, but um, there were a lot, all the blokes um, in the game, like they're pretty good um, after the game as well. Like they'll have a chat with you and, mm. Um, they like seeing like young talent, I guess. So um, I haven't got too many bad, you know, bad things on the field, but just a few looks and just uh, it's it's pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, mate. One thing I copped a lot of in my early days was I copped a lot of sprays from coaches for stuffing things up. Now I have to ask this because I doubt I highly doubt you've stuffed anything up, and I highly doubt Stewie Jew would even be able to spray you I'm not sure if he would even have the balls to do that is there ever been a time where you've copped a spray off one of the coaches or you've stuffed up early days um Stewie's pretty good with keeping pretty level-headed um I I have to say I haven't got a big bag from Stewie yet um so but there's been a few times just even midfield coaches just where you know I'd I'd be you know the go-to sometimes at um you know the center bounce and then you'd get you'd get knocked off, and they'd be and they'd go down the other end, deep into their forward line, kick a goal, and then I'd be just be thinking, oh, jeez, that's going to be in the in the edits, and and then yeah. and you know at quarter time then or something, and you know you've 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 stuffed up a bit, and it might not even be uh you know them telling you, but they just look at you, and then you go, oh, it's yeah, a look. I stuffed up a bit, you know. So there's there's you know, there's a few yeah. of them. There's there's a lot of learnings along the way, like. Yeah, you might look from the outside that um, you know it's, I've I played you know some good games those first five games, but there was also a lot of times where you know I stuffed up and um, I had the support around me from my teammates to to help me through it. So yeah, yeah, well, that's very nice. That's very nice of you to say, but I I highly doubt it's the amount of times that most most people stuff up. Mate, one thing I love about you, and it's highly do- it's it's well documented about you know the tuck in. Um, playing and training and whatnot but that's not my favorite thing I don't know if you're listening to an episode you said you're a big fan I don't know if you're listening to an episode I did with with Dan Gorens but I said the one thing I love about Matty Rao is his boots and his choice of boots yeah okay? I know you like the, but, like the boots yeah for every for, for everyone for everyone out there listening you wear a pair of ASICS uh boots now they're well doc it Throughout my career, they sort of got the name of, of a career saver. Now, the reason they're called a career saver is because they're probably the most supportive boot you can wear, the best for your feet, the best for your body. But most blokes, these first-year blokes, most want to get you know drafted. You get the nice boot deal. You might wear the very light, shiny boots um, where they're probably not as good for your feet as what these ones are. 
But normally at the end of your career, when you've got all the injuries and you're trying to hold on for a couple of years left, you wear the career savers. Yeah. Now, yeah. you've number one pick to the Gold Coast Suns, jumper tucked in and the double black with a little bit of blue career savers. Can you just talk me through that? Yeah, well, I see I've always worn those boots like throughout my junior, like throughout my juniors and um, I reckon I've worn black boots since I reckon maybe under 12s. I reckon in under 11s I wore some white ones and uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't gone back since then with the black um, career savers and I actually, before I got to the club, I didn't know they had the name Career Savers. I just, they were just the boots that I wore. And then, yeah. you know, when I started coming up training for the Suns a few times, I was like, oh, the rally's got the Career Savers on. What about that? And I've gone, the what? <laughs> what the Career Savers? And um, folks like uh, Jared Witts, who wears them, he's like, oh, that's that's fantastic. That's super. Love seeing a young fellow with the yeah. Career Savers on. He's like... You'll be playing an extra five years with those. Um, so I had no idea, but, um, and, you know, George Horn Smith loves them as well. Um, but then, like, Noah Anderson, a good mate of mine, he's, he has the uh, the Nikes and the pink boots, and he's like, oh, I don't know how you wear them. You just, you look so slow. They look so heavy. I mean, and I'm just like, I might get a few extra years on you then, you know, because I'm wearing the career savers. They're good for my feet. Mate, 100%. You could honestly play about 600 games, I reckon, if you keep wearing those career savers. But that's so funny because Jared Witt's obviously a ruckman, um, and that's where the boots are normally worn because like so much weight has to go through these guys' body. But yeah. to see you know an elite A-grade midfielder um, bursting out of stoppage in the, in the black career savers is something that I can dare say I've never seen before in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to keep doing it, so... Thousands of Aussies trust Aussie Broadband to keep them connected to the world, even when they're on the go. Because as well as reliable home internet, Aussie Broadband also offers flexible mobile plans with super generous data allowances and no locking contracts. Their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help you make the switch. It only takes a few minutes. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Search Aussie Broadband Mobile to find out more. T's and C's apply. Mate, something I really want to talk about with you and something I've been super impressed with is is the way you've just come into the AFL. And like you said, I, the reason I love you and the way you go about it is you are the epitome of this show. Is just be yourself. Um, everyone else is taken. You do your own thing. You don't care what all the other guys are doing. As you said, you wear these boots, you tuck the shirt in, but all you're worried about is just playing footy, doing your role and doing your thing. And I absolutely love that. But something I also really want to know with you, which I'm a massive fan on, is like the mindset um, of people and, and how you've done what you've done so early because I look back I suppose to my career and I look back to my first couple of years in the AFL system and I probably just rocked up thinking things were going to happen and you know went to the VFL and thought I'm just going to develop here and you know I'll wait my turn to to, um, to to play senior footy and hopefully I'll get there one day but looking back now that's not the right thing to do like how your mindset going in people might think that that's just natural but I, I don't think it is yeah, um, yeah. I've always coming into the club. I kind of almost um, started learning more about the mindset stuff. Kind of, I didn't even know I was doing it, but I kind of just did it out of um, curiosity a bit. Um, and I've always been big mentally on you know mental toughness, and that one of my strengths is being mentally tough. But um, I, I speak a lot about it with um, Alex Rigby, who are, who's our head fitness guy at the club, and. Um, mm. I just think you can learn so much from different mindset things because I think a lot of the the game as well is above the shoulders. And, I mean, 
I look at it in like my draft, there's there would have been a lot of kids that actually had the same amount of talent as me. But the difference I think that it comes down to sometimes is is the mindset and how much you want it and how much you're willing to learn and get better at new things. And I think that I get a bit angry sometimes when people say, oh, he's, you know, they just look at the talent and go, oh, he's got great raw, raw ability. It does, like, you need to have ability, but you also need to marry that up with a good mental toughness um, and thinking about that side of the game. Um, so I think all good players have that really good mental strength. Um, and at the moment, I'm really learning a lot about that. Like, I'm reading Neil Danaher's book at the moment, um, and I've loved that, just about his mindset when, you know, he got diagnosed with MND and um, just about staying in the moment with things. And um, I think it's really important to keep learning on that because I think you can start breaking away from players just with your mindset. Um, and that's, mm. it's, I think it's really important, yeah. Mate, that's incredible. It's so it's so crazy that you've been able to probably pick that up at, at such a young age because I suppose a lot of these things you learn, like... The, most of the times I've learned about this stuff is from stuffing up. So it's probably from like not doing these things and you realise what you've got to do. Um, what, are, what are some of the things you do to probably, like you are saying then, these mental toughness, resilience, um, positivity things, what are some of those things you actually put in place in your game if you're happy to talk about it? Because I know some people, they're so, um, a lot of these things that you do, you like to keep it to yourself because it's not about telling people, it's about just knowing that you've put in the reps. Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of it's just um, small things like um, just really nailing down on my diet, um, things like that. Always doing touch sessions, never missing a session. Like if if I do miss a session, then I'm doing double the next day. Um, just being really regimented on on those things. And then coming into the to the club, I didn't want to use the excuse of I'm a first year player. Like I'm 18. Like I don't think you know, your age, and that should stop you from, you know, being able to mix it with players that have been in the system for 10 years. Like, I've I've sort of come with that mindset that I'm a I'm just like them. I'm another player out in the field. Why can't I do those things? doesn't matter how old I am. Um, so I've come into the club going, you know, what can, what can I get better at and what are the things that I can do, um, you know, whether that's looking at my weight and, you know, what is my perfect playing weight, you know, I... I came into the club, this is one of the things that we're talking about with mindset, um, and they they like to, young players to put on a lot of weight and, you know, with muscle and going to the gym. And, and I did that, um, and I got to about, you know, 80, 83, even 84 kilos at one stage. And I played that weight in round one against Port Adelaide. And I didn't I didn't feel great, and I thought I might have been a bit too heavy, so I went away with, with Riggers, um, who's our fitness guy, and because we had that time off, um, with the COVID mm. stuff, it was a perfect time to nail down, you know, what what perfect weight it was for my, for my playing. And it's actually at more at 81, 82 now. And I feel like I've got heaps of benefits of that because I've gone away and looked at it. I feel lighter, and but i still got that strength. So I think yeah. a lot of it is always not being satisfied with where you're at and finding little things to work on so that you just find those little things which can be really big in the game. And it might not even be big things in terms of performance but it could be just with your mind it could trick you into thinking oh I've done the work and I've done all these little things I'm so prepared today to go out and I can mix it with with the best 
Mate, it's incredible. I uh, you you make me want to go get drafted again to the Gold Coast Suns, um, <laughs> but I just don't. I just don't have. I don't think I have that in me anymore. But yeah, it, you're so right. Like it's it's incredible. Like you've been able to pick this stuff up in your first sort of six nine months of, of AFL footy when it can take guys to their you know the end of their career to be able to 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 form these sort of habits. Um, is there anyone like? I suppose, like, you've spoken about riggers a lot. Um, Alex Rigby, so he's the head of physical um, performance at the Gold Goes. So, like, with him, is he probably, like, your biggest mentor in, in that regards of that mental strength sort of side of your game? Or is there any other one else that's sort of impacted that? I know you said you do a lot of reading. Like, have you done reading? Or have you watched any other sort of forms of stuff? Yeah, Alex has probably been the main one in terms of that mental side of it that's... Um I mean, the the thing that he's really helped me with is just encouraging me to keep doing that because, um, yeah, he thinks it's it's really important just like I do and he's always, you know, testing me with um, different things that I'm looking at and reading and also reading is another big one. I, I love reading different stories. Um, I'm big on, on reading, like, people's stories and how they got to where they were and, and what they did to, to get there. So, you know, books like Neil Danaher's that I'm reading now just... Little things that got them to, to where they are now because it doesn't just come. Um, so I think uh, with a lot of reading and finding out new things along with, with Alex um, uh, has been the, the main drivers to help encourage me um, with my mental side of it. But it's also um, the players around me as well um, that, that also they're also really big on as well and they're really happy for me to do it and, um, and also drive it as well. I know you're a big fan of um, the Resilience Project, which we, we spoke about off air with Hugh Van Kolenberg. Obviously, I was lucky enough to do a potty with him, but I've also got one coming up with, with a guy named Ben Crow. Um, I'll send you some links of this guy um, after we finish the show, but he is one of the best um, I've seen. I really can't um, wait, wait to have a chat, chat with him. Yeah, so um, yeah. I think you'll definitely get a lot out of that. But, um, mate, I want to move on now to, to the Gold Coast, talk some more footy and life and get to know... Um, the real Matt Rao, which that was an incredible insight, to be honest. So I'm I'm still sort of um, pretty pumped with that, to be honest. But uh, Gold Coast, mate, we spoke about it earlier. Um, you know, look at the club now. It's got so many um, talented guys. Um, it's it's hard to imagine what's going to be like in, you know, two, three years. As you said, it looks like there's going to be some serious success there. Um, guys like Ben King, Rankin, um, Noah Anderson, we've touched on, Jack Lacocious, what are those, What does that sort of get you excited, like thinking about the, the future? Yeah, well, it, it's it's actually so exciting, you know, when when I think of all those boys and what we might be able to do. Um, I mean, you you look at those boys and you see quite a bit of talent, but what I see as well is that knowing them really well is they're all really dedicated. Like I was saying before, to getting success at this club, um, and I think it was. Um, really good confidence shown with that they've all re-signed um, and it's it's really positive and I think we all we all look at each other and go you know, if, you know we all stick together we could really you know make some success at this club and I mean you you listen to um, footy players who have um, you know retired recently and um, all, they all say like the great thing about footy is that the, the mates you form um through through the years and I, I look at the group that we have now and I just go wow this you know if we if we do all the right things and stick together you know when we're all when we're all finished you know we can look back with some really fond memories and have a good laugh together and um, 
just share the experiences that we all went through and I think it's something that that's just so special and that footy can bring to you in that in that aspect. Uh, you've definitely got some very exciting times ahead with those boys. Now, one thing I do want to know though, on some super talent there, incredible players who could all be some serious, serious players, um, who excites you the most on their potential, I suppose, out of those guys? Could you give us some insight into any of them? Who do, who does, who do you think could be uh, a real, real superstar? Yeah, well... Noah Anderson's an easy one because I've I've grown up with him and seen seen what he's been able to do in the junior junior days and now um, at, at AFL level. Um, he's just got such a good balance of you know strength, endurance, and and speed that I I think you know when he starts getting some more confidence, he'll be able to come in the inside a bit more and just be that real explosive midfielder, like almost a. You know, a Petrarca than what we're seeing at the Dill moment. Dill Buckley, sort of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dill Buckley. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then, <laughs> then I look at um. That wasn't a that wasn't a joke, by the way. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that'll be good. It'll be very good. They're, no, he's a super player, mate. I am um, very looking forward to the way he goes. Now, are you are you a movie man? Yeah, I watch my fair share of movies. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the film Moneyball? I have. Yeah. Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, good film. I love that. Now I want to know. I'm obsessed with this. I love this movie because I love the sort of play behind it of like picking these players that aren't necessarily guns, but they just get the job done or yeah. very underrated. Where your team would love them. Who would you say is the Gold Coast Suns Moneyball player? Mm. That's That's a really good question. I like how you've you've done you've you've done that. Um, oh, Jared Jared Witts the way he goes about it, um, and because there's a lot of talk about the ruckman these days, and you know Brody Grundy, Max Gorn, I feel like it gets left out of it. He's he's super the way um, you know his ruck ability and the little one percenters. He's you can see him his follow up efforts, um, his smothers and, and things like that. Um, that we all really noticed at the club. Um, he's someone that I would, I would see fits fits that sort of role. Um, another one that comes to mind is Nick Holman. Um, yes, who I know you've, you're good friends with, and um, he like he's just um, solely in the side just because of the energy that he brings, um, and just his his tackle pressure and just doing everything he can for the team. Um, so he's he's also um, one that springs to mind. Yeah. He's an absolute superstar, and you're exactly right, mate. He's uh, he's just all for the team, um, hard as a cat, head, uh, hard as a cat's head too. So, um, yeah, it definitely helps. Now, mate, I know you're not big on social media. Now, sorry, you are very big on social media, but you yourself don't uh, go on social media a lot. It's probably not one of your favourite pastimes. No. Um, have you have you realised, and I suppose you've been made aware of the cult figureness you've become on social media at the moment. Uh, I've, I have seen a few things floating around. Uh, yeah, I've had a few laughs at some things. Um, yeah, and um, my uh, my sisters always get into me about um, having to be a bit more prevalent on social media. And uh, ever since I was I've I've had Instagram, I haven't been big on it. But they're always getting into me about oh, just you know put it, put another post up, and I'm going oh, I don't know if I want to, but um, yeah, I've just never been too big on it. Um, but yeah, I've I've slowly started to do a bit more of it, but I'll I'll never be um 
I guess, one of those influences, you could say. Uh, so, yeah. Well, you never know, mate. You're on the Gold Coast now. There could be, once we're out of lockdown, there could be some serious uh, shots on the beach. But <laughs> one thing I do want to um, I do want to touch on is a few of these um, things that have been made up about you. And one in particular, because this, I don't know if it's true or false. Um, there's been a lot of conjecture around it. Matt Rao left, uh, sorry, when Matt Rao left for Gold Coast, he shook his dad's hand and said, you are the man of the house now. <laughs> yes, I've seen that one. And... Um, yeah, I've, I've talked to my dad about it, actually, and um, he's pretty flat with it. He is very flat with it. He didn't really know what to respond with either. He was kind of stuff. I don't really know what to what to say about it, so it was pretty funny in that aspect of it. The one that the one that he might be uh, happy with, though, is when he says, Matt Rowley's so good that his dad will be uh, qualified for the father-son rule. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can have another crack at it, Dad. Um, he'll be yeah. happy with that. Um, yeah, I actually haven't heard that one, so that's that's another funny one. But oh, I, I, I look at those things and go, who are the people coming up with these things? I mean, it's pretty funny. It's pretty creative. But, yeah. Oh, mate, it's it's incredible. I, 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 was, um, I lost it for about 30 minutes while I was doing some prep for this show. But, oh, geez. Um, mate, obviously doing what you've done in your first year, um, there's going to be a few people reach out, I suppose. There's been some guys in the media, obviously. Joel Salwood said some awesome things about you. Um, also, Gary Ablett said some awesome things after the, after the Geelong game. Who else has been some guys that, and, and you can name drop here as much as you like, who else has sort of reached out over your time um, and sort of, you know, lended a hand or just sort of shown their love? Um, well, one that springs to mind is um, Luke Power, um, who's, he's a, he's, coaching Carlton now but um, I got to know him really well um, in my in my draft year and even before that bottom age year because um, he ran a few of the academies academies that I was lucky to, to make um, and he's been a really good sounding board for me just in terms of if I ever you know wanted a few questions um, to be answered you know well, um, before I got to a to a club and um, he's just a really good person as well and just for, for life things um, and uh, you know he, he lived um, pretty close to me as well when I was back in Melbourne and we'd just go for a, a kick every now and then and he was always willing to go for a kick and talk about things and I still keep in good contact with him now and he's someone that I can just always reach out to and um, I know that he'll have my best interest and um, so he's been really super in that in that regard yeah has there been anyone out of footy that's reached out that, you know, was surprised you or anything like that? Um, outside of footy, um, there hasn't really been anyone outside of footy, um, to be honest. Um, not yet. Not yet. So, um, i tell you what, um, Andy McGrath's been um, pretty good as well, um, lending some assistance as well. He was a number one draft pick as well, and he's... He's yeah. um, he's messed me a few times, um, so he's been really good as well. Mate, school days. It's something I want to go back now because we've touched on recent, but I want to uh, go back. Um, obviously, you're a Kerry, Kerry boy. Yeah, Kerry boy, yep. Proud Kerry boy. Proud I actually Kerry boy. Um, it applied for Kerry. I didn't get in, so they must be doing something right. Now, one of your good <laughs> friends, Noah, tells me, what, what's with you ripping off people's shirts at, at school <laughs> and then keeping the pockets? <laughs> Oh, you've been doing some good research with Noah there. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, in uh, starting year 12, um, 
and uh, we'd, we'd always have the pockets on our on our shirts and um, you know as you do at school you, you love mucking around with your mates and I was I was big on that I just love mucking around with my mates um, you know in the corridors or at lunchtime and uh, even in class sometimes um, uh, and uh, and I just um, I this one day I was wrestling I don't know who it was, it was who it was with it was with one of my mates and and um, I've not not in my purpose, but I've ripped his pocket and it's just come straight off. And I've gone, oh, geez, that's pretty funny. Um, and ever and since then, it was like at the start of year twelve. I just made the habit of, you know, every now and then, if you know, one of my mates was just, you know, standing around and just go bang and rip your pocket. And um, we we ended up calling it the No Pocket Society. Um, oh. And so uh, we we formed kind of a club of the No Pocket Society, and a lot of the boys got on board, and we tried to recruit as many as we could. Um, so we, we ran around ripping people's pockets off that we knew um, and that just became the No Pocket Society um, and uh, yeah we love being a part of the society and it's just just us mucking around it was it was just nonsense but it was pretty funny <laughs> something else um, you did at school which I don't know how we're going to go with this but a lot of AFL players these days have felt the full wrath of Matt Rao now Apparently, there was a year seven kid who was the first to feel the full strength of yourself at in the schoolyard. <laughs> I actually don't know what happened here, but I've just been told to ask about a poor year seven kid that felt the full wrath of, of yourself. And is he still alive? Uh, he is still alive, yes, um, <laughs> thankfully. And um, <laughs> But uh, so lunchtimes at school was just it was so exciting. It was the best, best part of the day. And, um, you know, we had a lot of energy um, out on the Sandal Oval, the good old Sandal Oval at Kerry. Um, and we, a lot of a lot of us mates, we'd, we just we kick the footy nonstop, um, do a lot of markers up, you know. And we it was just our favourite part of the day. We loved it. So much energy. And a few times we'd probably we'd have too much energy. And um, yes. there was... So there was us U12s and then there'd also be little U7s that were just roaming around and... Um, they would they would sometimes mix in with us as well, not knowing it, because everyone was just out in the field and we were just having a good time. And sometimes those year sevens were getting some bad positions where, you know, and there was this one time where where one of my mates kicked the ball up to me and I was just leading out and I was like, yeah, just put it put it up there and the ball's coming in and I see out of the corner of my eye this little year seven kind of just fall into the line of the ball and I've gone, oh, geez, mate, get out of the way, get out of the way. But he hasn't, and I've just gone through, gone for the mark, and at the same time, just a big shoulder massage across the ears. And he's gone down, and he's gone down in a bad way, and I've gone, oh, jeez, this isn't good. But um, he's he's kind of moving around. I've gone, oh, you'll be right, mate. Like, sorry about that, but you'll be right. Anyway, I jogged down to the other side of the field just to go with my mates, and the other boys are laughing going, oh, mate, he actually hasn't got up from that. Um, and he's still lying on the ground. Some of the teachers realise, and um, they—it's a—it's a—it's a hot day as well. The sun's beating down. They've gotten the umbrellas, and they're shielding him from the sun. And he's just lying on the ground. And I've gone, oh jeez, he, he is out for the count here. And um, the bell rings anyway, and he's, he's still down. And um, I, I jog off, and, and that was it. Um, and I—I th- think I think he was all right, um, but. Yeah, there was a few instances there where some of the young boys just got oh. in the way and, yeah, they felt a bit of the wrath. But, 
my mates, my mates were pissing themselves. <laughs> yeah. Cheer, we 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 move on and we send our love to to him and hope he's hope he's well. Yeah, we send um, send send my love. I don't know his name, but. Hopefully he's doing all right these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, why why do you drink so much milk? Oh um, well when I was a little kid, um, I was told that it made your bones strong. Um, you know, with all the calcium. Um, and I, I love just a good cold glass of milk. I've you know, ever since I was little I just have a good cold glass of milk with my dinner. And um yeah. I've been doing it ever since and um you know, I sit down with, with Mark and Lynn um, at home and with Noah and uh, the first time I did I was just like oh that's a bit strange but uh, they've just gotten used to it now because every dinner I sit down and drink a nice cold glass of milk I just I just love it yeah well I think it might have worked with the bones by the way you, you seem like you, you built like a brick shoot house <laughs> yeah well I've never had a broken bone so uh, so it's working um, so I'll keep doing good. it yeah yeah good mate we 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 talk about this throughout the show a lot, but it's well reported, obviously, with Noah Anderson, one of your best mates. Um, you know, you played so many juniors together, and now you obviously picked one and two and playing AFL together. He's pretty pretty unbelievable. Um, what's what's the relationship like, and, and do you pinch yourself at how it's all planned out? Yeah, um, we do pinch ourselves all the time. Um, we've Yeah, I mean, it's pretty lucky to be able to go up to an AFL club with your best mate, like... Um, uh, at the start of the uh, of the of our top age year, we we kind of said, "Oh, let's let's just enjoy this year. We'll probably be our last year playing together. Let's go out and have some fun." And um, you know, and then to be able to go to the same AFL club, it's just been it's it's been so cool. Um, and you know, like um, our relationship, we just we're just really good mates. You know, we just we do you know, a lot of things together, and we just love hanging out and. We love um, taking the piss out of each other and, and having some laughs, just like like good mates do, like normal mates do. And we also share a good a good bond of, of loving playing footy and playing footy together. We've done that for a long time, so it's uh, it's yeah, it's a good relationship. And um, I love playing footy with him and, and hanging hanging with him outside of footy as well. So yeah, it's good. It's really good. And is it true that he he tagged you in a junior grand final as well? Yeah, yeah, um, it is. Yeah, we played. Um, our junior um, days early on against each other. He was Hawthorne Citizens, and I was uh, the Canterbury Cobras. So we, from under eights to under fourteens, we played against each other. And we were in Gold Division. We had some, we had some good games early, but um, they were always a stronger club. They they smashed us a few times, and we always just hung in Gold Division, whereas they was the one of the top sides. So there was one there was one game under twelves when uh, it was a it was a prelim final. Um, and uh, yeah, we got we were doing a right early, um, but then we got smashed by about sixty points. And Noel went on to me at halftime and tagged me, and uh, he did a pretty good job. Um, but I I took a specky on him, actually, a really good specky, probably my only specky I've ever done good. in my career so far. I just got up on his shoulders, and I reminded I remind him about it pretty much every day. So, Maddie, it's been incredible talking, mate. Um... Gee whiz, I've learned a lot about you. Um, the last thing I do want to touch on, though, which is something I found even amazing more than all the other things, is your gardening prowess. Apparently, you're a massive gardener. You love your gardening, and I also enjoy my gardening as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I really love it. I think um, you could probably, because you're into your gardening, um, know the same about this, is that it's just the satisfaction of being able to grow things and watch it unfold and 
you know, turn, turns um, maybe not a nice bit of garden into something really nice and seeing it flourish. I think that's the, the best part about, about the gardening. Is that the same for you? Oh, mate, I love it. Just seeing something that you planted, you're obviously putting the care into it and it's it's not something you can just do overnight. It's something that's got to take a long time and, yeah, exactly. and trust it. Yeah, so it's really, it's really good. It's really rewarding, I think, because it takes a bit of time and then you see it grow into what it is. Um, so at Mark and Lynn's place, um, I'm going to... A project I'm going to start is I'm going to redo their their backyard. Actually, I'm going to start that soon. Once the once the shoulders has a bit of mobility that I can do some more things, I'll I'll get onto that project. So I look forward to that. Well, mate, I look forward to seeing it. Um, as soon as I'm allowed up, I'll get up there and help you out in the backyard. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today, mate. Um, so so looking forward to watching you get out back out there next year. Looking forward to the rest of your career, and um, I'm very blessed and uh, thankful that I can call you a, a friend. No, thanks, Phil. I've, I've loved being on this, and um, hopefully our friendship will continue into the into the future. And uh, yeah, no, I've I've loved this. So yeah, it's been great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends Podcast. The show is produced by Dylan Buckley and Luca Ganano. Richard Stansbury looks after the audio and editing. Samuel Kenny Creative is responsible for branding and graphic design. And the show is recorded at 3AW Studios, Collins Street, Melbourne. If you would like to contact my son, head to dylanfriends.com or look me up in the white pages and I'll pass it on. Listener.